not done him good. Well, so somebody say, uh, I want you to go back to that tweet that says uh, he should sell his blocks. Well, that tweet uh, is from Enyanam. Enyanam said, Kweku can sell the blocks he wanted to use in rebuilding the NDC. Um, Abdul Hamid, NDC to people to why? Just when Senior Mason was getting ready to rebuild the party, you sack him. <laughs> so the bricks and mortar got it. What he go do, he go, he go take do. Or we should dash it to National Cathedral people. And that was a question he pulled there. Uh, <laughs> oh, Ghana. We turn everything into jokes, isn't it? Somebody somebody has been suspended and you see it to be a joke. 500 poor, uh, uh, 50,000 poor and vulnerable in the greater Kumasi. Uh-huh. The different vulnerable categories that will be profiled within the Greater Kumase and Omasi areas. The areas have been zoned into four thematic areas and hotspot zones since it cannot be exhaustive of the numbers that we are looking for. And this will be based in the Kumasi Metro Asukwari Mampo, Swame, Asukwa, Obwasi Municipal, and then Obwasi East. A comprehensive data on the poor and vulnerable remains key to a successful productive social protection program according to the Ghana National Household Registry. The database would inform the government's decision-making processes for relief services to affected groups. Dr. Prosper Larry is the coordinator of the Ghana National Household Registry. Key to a successful productive social protection program is the need for comprehensive and robust data. One of the things that this coronavirus has exposed us to is the inadequacy of data and then the ability to be able to target rightly. And the Ghana National Household Registry is a unit whose purpose is supposed to be the targeting center, creating a single national household data so that beneficiaries of social protection programs can draw from it. So the more we are able to pick data, the more we enhance the capacity to improve upon the efficiency in targeting, improving upon transparency, and also ensuring that these relief items get to the most targeted people. With the support of the World Food Program, up to 75,000 vulnerable people in the Greater Accra and Ashanti region identified to be hardest hit by COVID-19 pandemic will benefit from the relief the Ghana National Household Registry, whose mandate is to create a national household register over the year, has demonstrated robust system to gather data using electronic method of enumeration. And I must say that through the support of the World Bank, we have created electronic enumeration system with data collection equipment, which makes a turnaround time to be so fast that we're able to pick rapid data we're able to pick over 80,000 vulnerable persons in the greater Accra region within a matter of a week. And this data has since been used by other agencies, including the World Food Program, to target over 70,000 vulnerable people. These have culminated in a similar exercise to be undertaken in the greater Kumase and Obuasi area. We realized in that data gathered that over 60% of the vulnerable individuals slept in kiosks, containers, markets, uncompleted structures on the street, lorry stations, chop bars, and drinking spots. So this is not going to be different from the data that is going to be collected here. Because typically, these are mobile people who do not have places of residence and they are in the streets, i.e. people in the very vulnerable category. Dr. Larry says the scope of the Ghana Productive Safety Net project has been restructured to improve living conditions of Ghanaians, particularly the poorest and most vulnerable. He says the restructuring provides emergency cash transfers to the poorest and vulnerable most affected by COVID-19.
All right, so that was a report, and now let's pick this one on a COVID. And, and I think it's well spoken, but I'll go a step further and say that I would not recommend it. And here's why, Samson. Laura, it's important to demonstrate that our immune system, one of the first defense for immune system is our respiratory system. Coronavirus dominantly infects your nose, eyes, oral pharynx, and it touches your lungs and it burns it up. I've seen too many CAT scans of patients whose lungs have been shot. So when you talk about putting that medicine, a product like hydrogen peroxide, which has many good, many useful effects, but not for this case. Because when you're taking a product that is not, has been known to be sometimes even cause cancer, uh, and you're putting that in the nose, that is going to destroy your first defense of mechanism fighting anything. Talk about in a pandemic that has not been seen since 1918. Mm -hmm. It worries me, bothers me. I think we cannot afford to lose too many more lives, especially for people like us back home in Africa. So that's why early on when I assembled my team, I said, hey guys, we have a product here. Povidonidine has been in use for over 50 plus years. We've done this before. We know we can do this. Let's let's put this together again. We knew that the science behind the use of povidonidine was far enormous and that we can definitely put this together and help to save lives. So what we did is basically do the work, do the research, and what we were able to come up with, be able to formulate a product called Holodyne, which is basically a povidone iodine-based product. Because povidone iodine, as it's sold on the market, has other excipients or components, which limits the ability to be able to put it in the You cannot just go and buy it and mix it because there other components, iodophores, iodine, which in that a paper a study came out of France that was published in JAMA called the killer study and another large paper came out of Asia that demonstrated and proved our point it took the work we've done in the lab and proved the point in actual patients and the one that came out of France that was published this Friday it demonstrated that Patients that use povidone iodine, basically halodine, by day three, they cleared all their viral titers. By day three. It was, it was about two times higher than the control group that did not use anything. The ones that were told to go home, isolate, hope to get better. When you take that and you talk about the paper that came out of Asia, they actually had the biggest study. started about 1,000 patients who had just been diagnosed with COVID-19. They watered it down to about 300 people in each group. And I'll tell you three things they found. Mortality, the number of people that died from using iodine versus the ones that did not do anything. In the 300, three or three in each group, about 5.6% of the people who did not do or use iodine or halodyne-based product died, which is about 18 out of 300 people. And only 1.8 patients out of the group that use halodyne died. That's, that you talk about impressive difference with a known safety, known efficacy, and no almost no side effect. It had no side effect on your thyroid as well, which the French study demonstrated. When you talk about the number of people that cleared their viral load by day seven, only about 2.6% in the group that used povidone iodine only tested positive, which, you, which means you're talking about roughly 98, 97% of the group that used povidone iodine by day seven had cleared all their viral load. So here are the voice of a doctor, uh, Samuel Kwejo Amwakohene. He's a leader uh, for Health Network in Connecticut, uh, uh, speaking to us this morning. Ghana's story so far when it comes to the COVID-19. What is our story and how are we working and what were we doing right? And now we have been able to turn it out. Uh, this one sent me a message. Is that, is that what Jane Mensa uh, needs to mount the uh, 
the podium, <laughs> the witness box. When an expert or a person is vested with a constitutional responsibility to perform certain statutory duties and the expert hires a lawyer about his or her official and statutory duty, the expert ought to be given instruction to the lawyer and not the lawyer the other way around. Madame Jane Menza is in charge with a constitutional responsibility to ensure the conduct of free, fair and transparent election in Ghana. So even if a lawyer's advisor against mounting the witness box, she should reject the advice. And this is because it is ongoing petition hearing. It's not just about who wins and who loses or about whose personal interest. It is more about collective interest as a country. Uh, so Madam Jane Mensah evidence will be will will the Supreme Court to make some recommendation. We should help promote free, fair, transparent election in the future. Well, so that's also somebody's opinion. I don't know about you out there. Um, like I keep saying, the strong secret room wasn't a secret room. That is, uh, oftentimes people perceive the strong room of the Electoral Commission as some, uh, I don't know how to call it, Palestine four-walled building where election results are massaged or changed. Many are under the mistaken impression that even if a political, uh, a political party doesn't do well in an election, collated result, fax, or email to the strong room can be changed to suit convenience of that political party. More worrying is the belief that if a presidential candidate does not perform well at a polling station during the election, the EC uses a strong room to propel that candidate to the top as long as the candidate is perceived to be in the good books of the leadership of the electoral body. And this is an illusion. It is a fallacy. No such thing takes place in a strong room and same must be demystified. Zeroing the current brouhaha of events alleged to have occurred in the strong room into the current structure of the of the place. One would be wrong in saying that numbers which appear at the place were changed or massaged to favor one person. Unlike the previous years, the 2020 version of the strong room was an open place. The strong room was not a restricted area to only EC bosses, a few agents of political parties. The strong room it is current and in its current form allow many agencies and stakeholders to not only familiarize themselves with how collated results are added up, but also get involved in those activities. Contrary to the erroneous impression being created, um at a strong in the strong room they have described as a no go area for some people, uh, may differ from a different background. Transparency was a total, was a central focus of the EC with respect to the 2020 election, and that gives the rise to the commission giving accreditation to the to some various bodies. ECOWAS was represented. Uh, some foundations were represented. Chirage, Peace Council, every uh, CODIO, US Embassy, African Union, European Union, the British High Commission, and so on and so forth. Well, it's interesting. The 2020 election has a strong room which made transparency coming up trace. But I don't know about you, just 20, it's 22, I eight more minutes to hit exactly 9.30. But let me hear your voice, let me pick some few uh, phone in. I've done. I've done some few tweets. Yeah, I think I've done a tweet and I've done some uh, Facebook messages that came on this morning. Uh, but uh, you can you can also share your thoughts with us. Zero three seven twenty ninety nine two four nine is the numbers you can also call us. And uh, that is if you have something you want to share with us, and then um, we can talk about it. The coronavirus outbreak has had its toll in every... Let me pick my first call for this morning. Hello? Okay, I think I've lost the caller, but you can call back. And all you can call the 054-883-9529. It's also another line. You can also join us and let's have a conversation this morning. Koku has been suspended, right? 
by the NDC. Uh, and uh, he says the battle is the Lord. Um, we we also have the, should Jane Mason mount the podium or not? You heard from the various, uh, uh, how do you call it? Uh, you heard it from the, uh, the various uh, lawyers. Hello, good morning. Good morning, Kevin. Good morning, my brother. Your name where reaching us live from? Right, Zachel, I hear you. Yeah, let me say good morning and thanks for the opportunity given to me. Let me say good morning to Chairman Samba. There's a few steps to the eight thousand mayor. My own MP Lohasan Tampuri and uh, regional entity treasurer, Mr. Rishi Fajanda. Chairman General, today's uh, new super review segment, uh, NDC has finally come out with a suspension letter to the former general secretary and a former cadet member of NDC. The former deputy the, general secretary. Yeah, former deputy general secretary and former cadet member of NDC. Mr. Kukwani, it's not really surprising because looking at what they have been discussing him, it will not be surprised if they came out and suspended him. Because Mr. Kukwa Nidoho is one of the best uh, and closest people to former President Mills, late. And former President Gergerolis made their soul rest in peace. This man was a hard worker, but immediately he came out and contested with Akirin Katia. He never get stars in NDC. They were throwing uh, waste from me here and there in Kukwa So we are begging him and, and are pleading to him to exercise patience. Insha Allah, Rabbi, he will prosper than NDC. He was planning to build, to rebuild NDC. But look at what they have done to him. So he, he left on to them. But Kukwa he doesn't have problems. He will be doing all what he can do to develop himself and the family at large. When to the issue of Dimesa, the Supreme Court beat that one issue to uh, two to three hours. And I know very well that uh, the lawyer of the first respondent is, is very good in law. Because the way he swipe NDC lawyer, I, I cannot even describe it. They were thinking that even one of their biggest practitioners, named by Lawyer Amalba, he was even narrating that the day that Electoral Commissioner is going to be in the Utrecht Court, man, he declared a holiday for everybody to hear or to listen what he's going to say. Now, a lawyer told the whole Supreme Court that the evidence. That NDC witnesses came and delivered is not up to the standard that Madame Gimenez also presented. And you can even get it for yourself. Not the judges or lawyers are going to explain it to you. Just look at what they are, they were delivering when they were cross examined them. None of them didn't bring figure challenging what Madame Gimenez has said. All right, thank you so much for your time. Looking like NDC have no key. They just want to wait the time of Ghanaians. And the lawyers of Electoral Commission and we, the second responders, have knowledge and will exist it in the Supreme Court. All right, let's wait. Let's wait. Let's see how it turns out to be. For Electoral Commissioners, they to be in the All right, have a great morning. Hello, good morning. Good morning, my brother. All right, Yusuf, let's hear you. Let me say good morning to you, good morning to your destination, and good morning to my communication director to the government of Tamale. Good morning to my hardworking MP, Alaji Mohammed, MP for and good morning to Alaji Baba, and Alaji Mohammed, COP. The issue of NDC sending uh, their former deputy secretary 
If people uh, sometimes uh, uh, there is a proverb in our local daddy that never is no I'm telling you, you people in the party. I'm telling you. So we wait for the court to decide tomorrow. Let, let me conclude. Just a second. So we are telling them that in fact they should wait and see. But we are telling the judges that the day that they will pass the, the judgment, they should give the NDC penalty to pay everybody who wastes his time and his uh, 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 credit to watch the distance. Well, uh, you can you 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 cannot cause judgment. So let's see how it turns out to be. You can also join us as we're looking at the issues. The legal principle: there's a he who alleges must prove. There's <laughs> a he who alleges must prove, isn't it? Hello, good morning. Good morning, my brother. Enu, let's hear you. All right, minister, let's hear you, bro. Good morning to our Kelly's listeners. Good morning to the MP for Solomon. Honor Habib Yusu. Communication director, director, two example, and Hajar Rahana. General General, I'm urging myself and the listeners of Angel Air to let us all observe the safety protocols to keep ourselves safe from the pandemic. The pandemic is real, so let's observe the protocol and also let's the burden on our health workers. Down gender, 
I think NDC has suspended their uh, former deputy general secretary. Mr. Chairman, General. Yes, yes. Because when we suspended our former general secretary and the uh, uh, former national chairman, they were saying the, that the current president was intolerant, that he instigated the, the suspension of uh, those people. Now, someone was saying the suspension of these people. Isn't it that they, they, they have seen that he has breached their party uh, law? Is that not true? So that's why we, 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 we are saying they, they, should not, they shouldn't be quick. They shouldn't be so quick to uh, comment on issue when uh, it is happening in their, in, their, in their open camp. So that's why we are, we are saying people are need to, they, are, they, they say he has reached their party. That's why they are suspended. It. But all in all, that is the, 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 their decision. Seven gender. And to the Supreme Court, if someone has stolen your, your property and you are not able to prove that uh, your supervisor, your, your those who are going to uh, suck on that case, and you rather want to, to use that, the one you have, you have accused, you want to use that person to deduce your evidence. I don't think it will work. That is why and, uh, 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 I, I hear one of our lawyers. Then I do a strategy, and lawyers, they all have their strategy. The strategy that you think you use to win the case, that is the strategy that you play. And that is what our, our lawyers and the EP lawyers have driven the, the, the statistical lawyer. And they, they, they are suppressed and they are, they are running up and down. All right, then. Thank you so much for your time. Have a great morning. Hello, good morning. Good morning, German General. Good morning, my brother. Chairman, we pass out a catacle for Mungu constituents, a patal for Mungu United Petros member, Chairman, made us Michiao, Michiao, Jeffrey, Naramichar, Chairman, Chairman, Sambazu, original organizer, Al Haji Abdur Rashid. Aramichak for Mungu constituents, VC, untouchable, Ejma Ura, Ejma Dinchicho, Chile, Atma Udia, Sigano, I.
Medasi, have a great morning there. Uh, bringing us almost uh, 22 more minutes at the top of the hour, uh, 10 a.m. Coming up, the sports in a bit will be joining the sporting team in a short while as we uh, soldier on for God and country uh, this uh, morning. Yeah, we're seeing lawyer Yaopong uh, making his way to court right now. He's one of the members of the legal team of the second respondents, in this case, Nana Adobenko Kufado, the president of the republic. Yes, Baba. So as we were saying, the, 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 the nine, uh, seven member uh, panel came back and said that uh, the petitioner hadn't made any strong points or case for which uh, that application should be granted. And besides, uh, it was it was not really a right. It was a discretionary uh, 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 subject, and so they couldn't come to feeling entitled. So uh, they quashed or um, dismissed the application, so to say. Yeah. On and then uh, later on, we heard about. Uh, one of the witnesses not being able to write this statement because he was unwell and all that. So, I mean, we're all confused. Well, I saw some of the of the excerpts from before the, the hearing. Yes, they bring some clarity to what is going to happen today. Mm. So, mm. Um, that's that's about it for now. In, uh, so, trying to put things in perspective, let's travel back, way back into time. So why are we here to start with once again? Um, I, I'm sure that uh, people never get bored with as many times as we try to get back to the bottom of this matter. Uh, it all started after the declaration of uh, elections uh, results on the 9th of December. Indeed, uh, throughout the process, uh, the voting process, um, I mean, the, the general reports uh, were that um, the process itself was very smooth, yes, but as soon as the declaration was done, and then there were amendments to the declaration, about three amendments, uh, the final one happening on the 10th, yeah. um, the, then the petitioner's supporters and himself at the time began to have issues, and uh, there were protests. There were protests um, nationwide against the, the ECs and the declaration of the ECs results and so on. Uh, I think that we are here. Uh, and, oh good. So we, we, we now see uh, members of the legal team of... All right. So that was trying to recap uh, what really transpired. But I think that's where time will permit us uh, this morning to come your way. With all the news, the views, the interviews, and what have you, we've also most got some few more minutes. It's almost about 19 to the top of the hour. And then we'll bring you sports in a bit. But uh, before we go recapping some of the stories that has come up this morning, like I said, the, the legal principle, he who alleges must prove. And if you look at what is happening, it's like it's being rewritten by the petitioner to he who alleges must be assisted by the person against whom the allegation is made to prove the allegation. Uh, well, we wait for the APS court to see what happens at a sitting on Thursday, February 11, uh, to rule on whether the EC chair should be made to be cross-examined, whichever way it is, like I said. Uh, the legal principle is he who alleges must prove. But if you look at what is happening now, it's like uh, it's been rewritten in a different format by the petitioner to he who alleges must be assisted by the person against whom the allegation is made to prove the allegation. <laughs> that is that is how, that's my, my common sense, that's what I understand. I don't know about you, but that is how I see it to be. But let's see how it turns out to be as the Supreme Court to rule on an EC and a Kufado request. Electoral Commission will mount the witness box or not. The decision of whether Jane, the chairperson, will mount the witness box and testified in the 2020 petition hearing will be made by the seven-member Supreme Court panel tomorrow, February 11. The first and second respondent in the, in the ongoing allegation petition 
and an on-way election petition hearing on Monday informed the court of their decision not to present any witnesses. And on Tuesday, Tachuchikata, the lawyer for the petitioner, spent hours trying to persuade the justices to allow Jane Mensah to testify. Justin uh, Amevo, Akoto Ampao, lawyers for the first and second respondent, respectively, also took turns to argue why they cannot be compelled to present any witnesses. Uh, lawyer Amevo averred that if the petitioner had a good case, he would have been excited that the respondent has decided not to testify. Justin Amevo said, it is, our, it is our case that we would not wish to lead any further evidence, and therefore we are praying that this matter proceeds under the Order 36, Rule 43, and the CI 87, Rule 3, Section 5, and where, and we hereby, on, the, on that basis, close our case. Uh, Chikata, on the, on the other hand, submitted that it will be perversion of justice if the court grants the EC's request and not to be cross-examined. What is being put before you now is not only an ad form to justice, but is not in accordance with the rules of this court and we respectively submit that it must be uh con it might not be countenanced by this court mr mohammed's lawyer said at the supreme court on tuesday february 9 2021 or in camera hearing is expected to be heard after we the judges will pass verdict sitting on thursday interestingly isn't it but the question is by law you are alleged by people, but not to be assisted. I just said that, didn't I? Not the court of public opinion. This is, with the greatest of respect, this is not the public accounts committee of parliament that the EC must give us some answers. This is not budget hearing of parliament that the EC must come and justify its budget. You have come to court with a specific petition, and the onus of proof is on you to show to the court that this is the basic case and therefore somebody has a question to answer. Where you have not met that threshold, you cannot resort to what I keep telling you are propaganda answers. That when you lose the legal battle, then you resort to propaganda questions and answers. That, you know, it's in the interest of all Ghanaians and so why there is, you know. And let me also make a distinction. In the 2013 election petition, the Electoral Commission mounted the witness box. Why? Because the petitioner came to court with results of about 11,000 polling stations. Pink sheets to back saying. And to make an argument that when you deal with the lack of signatures, the multiple um, um, serial numbers, etc., which are all infractions, and you strike them out, you have to call a proper declaration of the result that Nana Rodan is the winner of this election. He came with evidence and made a case. You have been here and you have heard the bench labor asking the petitioner over and over again where are the numbers? Where are the numbers? Where are the numbers? And time and time again, they make the point that it's not even relevant to their petition and that they are not here looking for um, uh, new numbers or anything or a new declaration, but they are here to question the conduct of the EC chair. The two cases are very different. One came to court with pink sheets and evidence, and the petitioner in 2013 mounted the witness box. Dr. Alhaji Mahmoud Baumia, who was one of the petitioners, mounted the witness box to advance his case, made the case, and therefore the EC had to get in the box to respond. You have been here. Have you seen their pink sheets? Have you seen their uh, regional sample? Have you heard them answer the questions when the bench puts the question that what are the numbers? So the two cases are different. And it's not, uh, you know, that is in the public interest or is in the public interest. This is a court of law, not a court of... Well, so you have the voice of uh, uh, the spokesperson for the, re the first respondent. Uh, in the person of uh, the information minister designate Kojo Oppo Nkrumah. Well, we'll still wait to see what the court has to say, uh, like it or not.
somebody will say he liked the advocacy skills of Koku and uh, of a coach uh, Chachu Chikata. Uh, so Dominic Ayine said, We are fighting for the public interest. Let's hear him because I don't do one side of the story. I love to give everybody the opportunity. So let's let uh, Dr. Dominic Ayine. We are insisting that she be allowed to testify is simply because uh, my brothers and sisters this is not a debt collection case we are not here dealing with a private matter the private interest of private litigants we are here dealing with the public interest we are here dealing with the declaration of the results that reflected or is supposed to have reflected the sovereign will of the people of this country we are here dealing with Article 1 of the Constitution that says that the sovereignty of Ghana resides in the people of Ghana in whose name and for whose welfare the powers of government must be exercised. And so for her to have declared that the sovereign will of this country as expressed on December 7, 2020, elected Nana Adodanko Akufado as President of the Republic, she has a constitutional duty to account to the people of this country for how she arrived at that conclusion. And that constitutional duty means that she cannot, under any circumstance, be allowed not to account to the people through cross-examination. Because cross-examination is one of the mechanisms allowed by law for exacting accountability of litigants. And this is not an ordinary litigant, as I've said. This is a constitutional office holder. And so our case is very different from some of the, even the English cases that were being cited, are of no moment when it comes to this peculiar matter that we are dealing with in court. You're listening to Angel 96.9. You're listening to Angel 96.9. Interesting times I had. Uh, don't forget that uh, the 2021 National Chocolate Week, uh, when is it? Is it it's a Sunday, right? Is it Sunday? Oh, it's a Sunday, right? Yeah, but uh, we'll see. We see something. There was something that came up, and, and that that is what I love to hear. In order to hide your shortcomings, you went to the petitioner and to your party faithful and fed them on truths. I'm putting that to you. My lords, it is, it is your, it is your client that you are representing. It is your client that is being truthful. She is supposed to declare Please listen to the question and answer. It's a very straightforward answer. Yes, he's asking you. He's told you that you are not being truthful. The period. And I said, I'm beautiful. I said, your Lord, I said, I'm being truthful. Yeah. And because you also end the statement with all those influentials, and the fact that he was trying to impugn my integrity, I'm telling you that it is this client who is not being untruthful and is not telling the people that are the true result of the elections. You, you recall, you recall the 2008 conduct in the throne room. Do you remember? Yes, I do remember. When you said that I am Rojo Metununu, and that if Kwame Dupont didn't take his time, you are going to go at him one on one. you remember? That is correct. And I'm told you that in the face because you he was see, trying to change the results. I am putting it to you. I am putting it to you. That that character of yours is what you have just displayed for the court. I have a temperament for the fairness. I have a temperament for telling the truth. I have a temperament that makes me want to fight to defend the integrity of my name. You have a temperament known as ungovernable character. 
Oh boy, oh boy. It's 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 interesting, isn't it? Well, my I got my signals, I need to start wrapping it up uh, this morning and I appreciate every Tom Dick and Harry that has made this morning edition of the Breakfast Show my callers, my testers, those who watch us live on the Facebook and those who listen to us live online and those who are live on our podcasts. Uh, we say we are grateful to you for your time and uh, for being with us on um, with a heavy heart that is uh, i have to sit here this morning to do my programming uh, i lost my big sis in the early hours of the morning but may her so rest in peace um Prisla. but it is life life still goes on bank of ghana edges to protect uh, persons involved uh, a Bank of Ghana aid to prosecute persons involved in the collapse of banks uh, in uh, in the second uh, term. Tomatoes uh, shortage and looms following traders and transporters strike. Uh, Four prices may go up by 16 pesos soon, according to COPEC and uh, an African f- uh, free trade uh, center area, businesses aid to focus on producing quality products and foreign inflows and Bank uh, of Ghana measures will see CD depreciation by, 40, by 4% in 2021, according to, um, according to an economist uh, who says uh, that, he believes that uh, the Bank of Ghana, the renowned inflow of foreign portfolio investment coupled with some measures by the Bank of Ghana, such as the Forex forward auctions, uh, could should see the city depreciate marginally by about 4% for all of 2021. That is according to an economist with a data bank, Courage Mante, after depreciating uh, by more than 8% and 12% against the US dollars in 2018 and 2019, respectively. The city show a real determination to shed only about 3.8% of its value against the US dollars last year. And another story, just before I take leave of you this morning, uh, remember to take uh, your safety. Uh, very, very well. Uh, Ghana might soon be experiencing a shortage of tomatoes and a jump price of the commodity as a result of an ongoing indefinite strike by the Tomatoes uh, Transporters Association. The strike, which began on Sunday, February 7, 2021, according to the association, is due to the silence of the Ministry of Food and Agriculture and other authorities on robbery attacks on their members on the various routes when going in for the produce from Burkina Faso, as well as when returning to their various uh, depots. According to the group, seven of its members have been robbed and shot in less than three weeks whilst returning from Burkina Faso, leading to the death of two of the drivers. And four prices may go up by 16 pesos soon, says Kopec. As a global crude oil prices continue to increase, the Chamber of Petroleum Consumers COPEC is hiring, um, hinting of an up to 16 pesos hike in fuel prices at the pumps in the coming days. In an interview, the secretary, the executive secretary of COPEC, Duncan Amwa, called on authorities to put measures in place to address the pending fuel price increase. Um, crude oil is currently selling at $60 a barrel, a sharp increase from $48 in December 2020. And also, the African business, uh, the as a business are jotling in to take advantage of the African continental free trade area, the chief executive of the Ghana Investment Promotion Center, Mr. Yofi Grant, says the commencement of operation of the agreement gives Ghanaians manufacturing companies the opportunity to upgrade the production of their goods and services. And according to him, this is essential as it will ensure the local businesses with uh, businesses win against their rivals from 
other African countries. He said the producing quality and standardized goods are very important. Mr. Yofi also called on the relevant agencies to sanitize businesses on the need to ensure that goods exported of the right standard and quality. And that does it. I'm bringing you up to speed with the happenings in the African Trade Center area, the African Continental Free Trade Area, which commenced on January 1st, 2021, and consolidates a market of 1.2 billion, a combined GDP of 2.5 uh, trillion US dollars. It is also expected to double African manufacturing output to 1 trillion, whilst creating 14 million jobs by 2025. Hmm. And finally, uh, before we go, remember, as the as the governor of the Bank of Ghana, Dr. NX Addison, prepares to start his second term from April 1st, 2021, as a leader of the central bank, he's been called upon to dedicate time and resources to ensure that all persons behind the collapse of about nine indigenous banks are prosecuted. Since 2017, banks such as the UT Bank, Bank Unibank, Royal Royal Construction, Beige, Sovereign, Heritage and, and Premium Bank have all had their licenses revoked and subsequently been consolidated into one bank or taken over by GCB Bank. In an interview on the fate of the directors and leadership of the Collapse Bank, some of whom have been charged and granted bills subsequently, the banking consultant Nana Otsu Echampon says Ghanaians will be expecting the governor of the Bank of Ghana to take concrete actions against all persons involved. So on that note, I want to say a big thank you to my listeners out there, to my uh, callers, to my testers, to my Twitter, whoever has been part of today's edition of the Angel Breakfast Show. My name is L. Samuels, to God in country. Stay blessed and always say a prayer with me, with every heartbeat. May the good Lord keep you and bless you. Till we're back again, remember, the Lord is our strength and he has become our salvation. We go for this quick commercials. When we return, we'll bring you more. Good morning. Sister, to original hand sanitizer. Edu, 